With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, we are back. Purple Daily, Zolgad, and it's time for a little bit of Purple Access, brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also, of course, TCL TVs. Enjoy more, enjoy sports with TCL TVs. And uh, Purple Access means it's time for my buddy Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune Sports columnist. Uh, to join me for our weekly Vikings discussion. And uh, Chipper, let's just start with your column today because, um, man, I don't know how th- this is all going to shake out, uh, but your point about the Wolves being confronted with the first time in a long time, basically having to make decisions for themselves about football things. What does your gut tell you about all that's transpiring as the Vikings get set uh, to end their, what has now become, meaningless season on Sunday against the Bears. Yeah, Judd, this is a, a spot that the Wills, I don't know that they've been in this situation before since they bought the team in 2005 because they've never hired a guy from the outside to have full control of their football operation, right? We were talking, You and I talked about this the other day. Fran Foley came in to be one-third of the triangle, right? He had personnel, but there's Brad Childers and, and Rob Brzezinski that were kind of that I don't know a third strong or power or however that however they broke it up is kind of convoluted. And then uh, when Rick came in, it was the same thing. He was over personnel, and, and they promoted him from inside to be the GM. So they they haven't gone outside the building um, or the organization to find someone to give complete control of the the operation to. So um, so this is you know they've been the type of owners where you have the Jerry Jones that I'm running the show and I'm involved in personnel. And we've heard Ziggy and Mark over the years say, you know what, anytime you ask him about a football thing, they say, we trust Rick, we trust Zim. That's, you know, they're the football guys and we leave that up to them. So, right. Well, that's not the option now. I mean, Ziggy and Mark need to be the football guys. And so I'm sure there's people that they need to lean on to, to know kind of the NFL landscape and like who should it be talking to, who should viable candidates are, but, um, but who are they leaning on, Judd? I, I don't know that question. I, you know, I don't know that this is the most ideal part. But if Kevin Warren was there, I think Kevin would have been heavily involved in this situation, right? Um, I don't know uh, Andrew uh, Miller, Miller, the the new uh, president or whatever his title is. I'm not sure that he's been in the league long enough to to have that kind of background. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see. Or to know, like, who are they going to for advice and counsel on this? 
Yeah, and I'd be curious to know, is that the league itself or for uh, potential GM candidates? The other, and, and like we don't know a ton here, but the other scenario that could be unfolding too is I I don't think that Rick is going to be fired. I, I think if Rick um, is is going to be um, um, not Ooh, the GM, yeah. that he's going to be kicked upstairs. And so, I mean, I guess the question, Chipper, has to be this. Is Rick Spielman still going to be involved in advising or at least uh, providing his two cents on the potential GM moves? I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's because you're you're talking about a complete overhaul or half overhaul. Or, I mean, it just seems like there's three options. I mean, I think Zimmer's done. I mean, I think everybody looks at that and say, how do you bring him back in, in the post game? Uh, the other night, Lambeau Field sort of felt like that was it. You know, I mean, they're out of the playoffs, and and I, I think that was the easy one. The, you know, the notion of of keeping Rick in a different role sort of bothers me. And I know they they feel like he's done great work for the organization and they're, they're loyal to him. And but if you're saying to someone, we don't want you to be the GM anymore but we want you to hang around and, and I, I, if, if under that scenario, Judd, don't you assume they're probably going to lean on Rick for advice on counsel on absolutely be the next. So, yeah. so you, if that's the situation, you're saying we don't want you to be the GM, but can you help us pick the next GM? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that backwards? I mean, yeah, it, but I mean, that that's, that's, right. But I mean, yes, it's backwards and yes, it doesn't seem, it seems a bit dysfunctional to me, but chip, if I was to, if if we were to flat out find out that what you just said is how it's going to go down, um, I think we both wouldn't approve, but we wouldn't be shocked. I mean, no, I wouldn't be shocked. The no. Wolves love this guy. They have, you know, I mean, he. I don't know if it's because because what Fran was here for four months and it was a complete bust, and then all the stuff came out, and Rick in a pinch replaced Fran. But there is definitely some type of not just respect, but o- almost the Wilfs being in debt to Rick that we seem to have seen before. I mean, yeah. Chipper, they won what three or four games and Rick Spielman got promoted. Yeah. Yeah. So Judd, the concern I would have was, is what kind of dynamic would that create in that front office? If the guy who did this job for, you know, really, if you go back to 2006, that long, but, but let's just say 2012. Right. So 10 years yep. is what down the hall. And you have yeah. a complete outsider coming in that has no ties to the Minnesota Vikings. And he's trying to establish his, his own program, his own culture, his own philosophies and beliefs and, and strategy. And you have a guy who's done it for 15 years, right down the hall who, and, and, and if Rick does have input and maybe a lot of input on who it is, Typically, in every other business, when that guy says this is who you should hire, we call him a boss, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. So you don't want to have that I agree. gray area of, of is Rick my boss now? I mean, even though he's not entitled, he's the one that got me hired. Should I ask um, him questions? Should I ask him for yeah? yeah. I, I agree completely. I, but you know what? So so I think the Wilfs have done a lot of good things. Like, like I think they care. Yes, yeah. They're big fans, which, which is good and bad. Um, but I think the Wilfs have done a, a lot of good things. So I don't want to just purposely bash them, but no, this I ever, is not bashing him. No, but no, I, do I, but I don't know that I've ever thought 
that I think they know exactly from a football standpoint what they're doing. And I'll give you an example. We know, I think both of us independently, uh, knew and know that when Kevin Warren uh, was basically president, Kevin Warren fancied himself a football guy and had Mm -hmm. a lot of say and had a lot of say and like would give his two cents and, and would basically be doing uh, probably to Rick and his staff, what you're talking about, Rick now potentially turning around and doing, and the Wilfs liked him. And I I mean, he, he left to become commissioner of the big 10 Miller is a business guy, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And look, Rick's a, Rick is a smart dude in some ways. And, and I would not be surprised if Rick has convinced the Wilfs, you know what? Put me in the role that Kevin was, and I'll stay on my contract, and I'll stay here. So, like the discussion of what you or I would do is going to be totally opposite of what we think the Wilfs might do. But the scenario that you just played out, I could totally see. I wouldn't agree with it, but I could totally see. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, you know, the Wilf thing is it's. I don't want to sound like it's hypocritical because there's part of me that that likes that management style. Like if I'm a you know if I'm a business owner. Well, I'm going to put people in there I trust that run the football. And I think Mark and Ziggy have always been at, like, them saying, okay, we're not football experts. Rick Spielman, Zimmer, George Payton, you know, Robert Zimmer, they're the football experts. We're going to trust them to say it, you know, we'll, you know, we'll say yes or no. We have final say on things, but we're going to take what they say is, is probably how, you know, how it should run. Correct. And that's great until you come to this point where you need to know football, they need to know, like, do they even know, like, what kind of philosophy on, on offense that they want to have, what kind of, um, you know, just how they want their football team to look, run, operate. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think they have that. I was thinking about this when I wrote my column. Do you remember a couple of years ago? And this is kind of what, what, Remember a couple of years ago when twins fired Terry Ryan and we had that little round table with, with Jim Polad. And I asked him, I said, have you studied other uh, organizations to see how they've set up their front office um, and how they structure things now? And he said, Jim said, yes, I've gone through all the media guides. That was great. And I, I remember thinking, Oh my God, this is the best <laughs> comment I've ever gotten from anybody on any topic. <laughs> I couldn't, you run, couldn't to my- run to your computer fast. <laughs> Jim, I'm done with you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I don't know that they're at that level, but but you know, owners who aren't meddlesome, right? And 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 the wolves aren't. Uh, you know, they just don't have the insight into like, okay, who's the hot young? I don't say young. Who's the who's the who's the viable candidates? Who's the who's the the cutting edge, innovative, analytical, right? GM in waiting out there that we need to go look for. And so you don't want them to say, you know what? We don't know that market that well. We don't know, you know, the ins and outs of who we should be talking to. We love Rick. So let's just move, kick him upstairs. We know we need to have a change. Let's kick him upstairs and let it take his uh, input on it. I I could totally see that happening. And I just don't know that that's like you said, I I just wouldn't agree with that. So for context here, uh, and this is, this is what 15 years back now, so it's a long time ago, but let's take into account what you just said about how the Wilfs go about their business uh, from the year that they hired Childress. And of course they bought the team. I think the sale was completed in June of 2005. Uh, yeah. Ticey coached a year, got fired. Uh, when they So when they hired Brad, 
and sequestered him here and wouldn't allow him to leave. Um, I remember talking to a source at the time, Chipper, who said the defensive hire, which was not Brad's expertise, was actually the fact that the Chicago Bears had just gone to the Super Bowl playing the Tampa 2. And Mike Tomlin, who was secondary coach in Tampa Bay, had just his contract had just expired. And that the Wolves basically hunted down Tomlin. So it wasn't Brad. It was the Wolves and that side of the operation who said, well, that's the defense that worked for the Bears in our division. This guy runs a version and knows it well. And so so it wasn't Brad who said, let's hire Mike Tomlin. It was mm-hmm. really like the Wilfs and from that side. So unless things have changed greatly, their their goal is to look at what's working, um, especially with division opponents, yeah. and and emulate that as much as possible. So that that might be the answer to your question a little bit at least, as far as how, how they deduct what direction they're going to go in with different hires. Yeah, and you would think, I mean, you know. The Fran Foley thing was a fiasco, and I don't want to say you give him a pass for it because you know you hired him. But having been around the NFL in the NFL circles now for fifteen years or sixteen, you would think that they have more knowledge and contacts and sources and better understanding of what they want, who they should be talking to, what you know, what kind of what philosophies they uh, that are important to them. So um, I would hope that they've evolved, right? But you know. But they're still fair. But they're still fair. And, and they're still, they still have other this other life. I mean, Judd, in the past, whatever, how many months or year, they bought an MLS team in Orlando. Yep. They're developing that all that land, 200 acres around TCO Performance Center with yep. put a hotel and apartments and they're putting retail in there and their own business back in New Jersey. And so are they really investing that much time? And I don't think you could reasonably expect them to. They have all these other things going on that they're going to, know the inner workings of the NFL in the way that they probably wish they did right now when they're, when they're setting out on. So um, if I had to lay money on it, Judd, I, I agree with you. I, I think Zimmer for sure is going to be gone. And I, my guess is they give Rick a new title, senior advisor or something, and they go out and find a, a new GM. But I, I still, everybody will say all the right things, but I just, I just wonder if I'm a new guy coming in, how awkward that would be to have the guy you're succeeding be right down the hall who, who, who had done it. This is not like he had just done it a couple years. I mean, this is 15 years this guy has run the operation. And so, and will Rick be okay with stepping back in whatever capacity they want him to be in? Or is he going to still want to be involved in the day? I mean, that's the thing for me is like, I don't know his age, but is this a, would it be a retirement job for him? I mean, he might say yes right now, but no, I I don't think so. And and I mean, the claim from the Vikings, if they went in the direction that you just said, is well, it's going to work out perfect because this guy can bounce ideas off Rick. And and I think what we're saying is is that perfect? Um, but but Chip, the Vikings in some ways have always worked this way. Like like we have seen, yeah. um, e- even when they're not dysfunctional. They do things that seem dysfunctional at times, and so, yeah. so now, now let me add this too, because to be clear, I agree with you. I think Mike is gone. You're you're right. the The post game on Sunday was uncomfortable. He's certainly acting like a guy 
who is expecting to be fired. But let me throw a curveball at, at you um, based off something I said on Purple Daily. And I got a note back from a listener that I think is probably accurate. And, and it's just something to consider. Because Mike is acting like he's gone. But then again, with the lack of success the past two years, he should act like that. Yeah. Um, so I said a couple days ago, I made the point that Mike almost certainly has to be fired because people are going to basically get their season ticket renewal forms and say, I'm out um, if Mike is not fired. I got a note back that was very intriguing. And it said, basically from a person involved from a season ticket aspect, well, your thinking is fine, except for one big problem. A lot of that stadium, especially the most expensive seats, are tied up in personal seat licenses. And Mm -hmm. those can't just be returned. You either lose the investment or you try and sell it to a person who's going to buy tickets then. But for the most part across the board right now, if you sold your uh, PSL, you would take a bath because a person is not going to pay you your investment. And that ownership is thinking, well, we could fire Mike and that's great. But keep in mind, Chip, a lot of Mike's uh, contract basically is guaranteed not through 2022, but 23. And that that the Vikings might actually say, because it's a pandemic, because they have a lot, you know, they definitely lost cash. We will bring in a GM, have him tolerate a year of Mike and then move from there that I don't, I hope that doesn't happen, but that's what scares me a little bit. Yeah. I would be, I would be, I don't know, shocked. I'd be surprised because I agree. It's not so much, um, worry about people cancel tickets or that you know all that it's just like think about the temperature around this team right now Agreed. and the anger that's in this fan base and if you came out and said yep it's not so much oh we're going to lose fans and all that it's more like do you want to have that negativity around your your organization no. and so i just when you know it's just a lame duck year and you know that's just not a good situation so i i would be surprised at that um I don't know that you would go to a, you know, you know, a GM candidate and just say, Hey, we're going to give you this very unpopular head coach. Who's been inflexible with the offense. Whose defense is now one of the worst in the NFL for two years running. I mean, the evidence is, is there for a dismissal for Mike. And that's not to say, you know, he's done good things here. Um, he's been great for this organization in terms of, um, making them relevant and competitive uh, where it's not just an absolute, you know, Jacksonville situation where it's chaos, you know, it, it feels like there's chaos all the time, but, yep. um, but it's just time for a change. And, and, and that, if I was the Wilfs and I know they're deliberating this week, we, we've seen that a couple, I think you reported that too. Isn't this just the moment for a clean, fresh start and to chart a new path? It should be. Yes, but but does that but does we know they like to? I don't know if it, well I don't know if we say we, they like to play it safe, but does that scare them? Yes. Does the unknown scare them? One hundred percent. Yes, it does. So that'll sure. that'll that'll rain them back in from saying you know what we're just gonna well really kind of start this thing over. Yes, and and everything you just said I agree with. I'm just saying if you think about this from the Wilfs and a business standpoint. There are there are some red flags that if you're a Vikings fan, I think should scare you a bit, including this one. We remain in a pandemic. 
you, as you articulated, and you're exactly right, these people have investments all over soccer, uh, real estate, things that, that we probably don't know. Well, about. I guess the, Judd, and, I guess the, yep. the e-sports thing that they have, they have like, I don't even know what those, those are, yep. but somebody told me they have the three e-sports yeah. teams. Yeah. Yep. They have three of them. I, I, okay. I, I don't know if they spend a second on it, but, but yeah, my point, ahead. but my point is if you, if you boot Rick upstairs and, and so he's still going to make his salary, you hire a GM, he's going to have to be paid. You fire Mike and have to pay him, you know, let's say um, 15 mil over the next two years and then bring in a new coach who's not going to be cheap. I'm just saying there are some financial implications that could get in the way of them doing from a football standpoint what would be best. I'm totally with you. I think Mike has done a nice job, but but Mike, it's done with Mike. Um that's just a curveball that I yeah. would be a little bit concerned about until we officially see the press conference that Mike has been relieved of his duties. So he's owed one more year or two more years? Two more years, 22 more, yeah. and 23, and it turns out the 23 contract largely, if not also fully guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, but I don't also, like what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of this. I also fall back to the NFL Prince money. I know it's a pandemic, and I know they've lost it, right. but if anybody associated with the NFL ever cries poor with me, I, I, I roll my eyes because Agreed. you you print money, you just had a 17th game, you just have to sell. I mean, I, I, and, you, you know, you're billionaires who are, who are developing 200 acres of land around that TCO performance. I mean, I, I just, you know, the, the question, the next big question, Judd, is what are you going to do with the quarterback? And I'll say this, it'll be interesting to see how much input the new, and we're assuming that, you know, Zimmer's gone, the new head coach gets. Because if I'm a coach coming in and they say, do you want Kirk Cousins or do you want a rookie? I'll take Cousins because I can win now. And that's what coaches matter to them. Unless you say, hey, we're giving you a seven-year deal, we're going to draft a rookie and you can grow with them. Um, coaches are always going to want to win right now and, and, and have the most competitive team that they can right now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know that that'll factor in, but it's it's something to think about. And the, these t- type of d- discussions, Chip Scoggins will force a man to drink. And if you do drink, <laughs> I think Surly Brewing, and um, in particular, let's see here, what's the official beer of uh, Judd and Chip? How about Surly Furious Chipper? I hope your fridge is stocked. Tell us about your fridge, Judd. Last night after I finished my column on the the Wills, I had two Surly Furiouses. The box is empty. So as soon as we get off here, you I'm gonna get. You gotta get going. I'm hitting leave studio, and I'm gonna be like Fred Flintstone at the five o'clock. In your car, you gotta get Wilma. I need the Surly Furious. You can't run out of Surly Furious. No, uh-uh. no, not that now. Is a, that's a bad situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so take a page from the Scoggins playbook here, folks. Surly Furious, and all of course, Surly Brewing products are great. Um, on the quarterback, let me let me run this thought by you. Because um, if Rick is kicked upstairs, I do think the new GM will be given the latitude to make a change there. Because the problem with Cousins and the coach de- deciding is you can't really have him play on the last year of that, what, yeah, four, yeah. $45 million cap it. So are you going to extend him? And I think that might be an I- issue. Um, the more I play this out, I think Kirk is probably going to be traded. And how about this? The Cleveland Browns. 
The Cleveland Brown. It sounds like from the reports that we've heard on Thursday that Baker wants out of Cleveland. He and Stefanski, uh, it's blown up. It's not going well. He's going into the last year of his rookie contract. I think it's a nineteen point like five million dollar cap hit. Here's my idea, okay? And I'll preface this chip by saying Baker Mayfield as the Vikings starting quarterback does not intrigue me. I don't I don't like him that much, but I think the blueprint for this trade exists and I think it's the Matthew Stafford trade. And to take Jared Goff, the the Rams attached a second first round pick to Goff. So it was Stafford for a first round pick, Goff to Detroit with a first round pick to take him. Cleveland is ideal for Kirk. Offensive line is really good. Good run game. He is a good quarterback. I don't like him personally, but who cares? Um, I think the blueprint is the Stafford trade. And if I'm the Vikings and that trade is offered to me and I have to take one year of the Baker contract back, I think I have to make that trade. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you because it sounds like the quarterback class this year is pretty weak coming out. Correct. I don't know what the the next year I haven't studied it to see who would be in it, but you got to imagine there'll be, you know, you could be in the market. Then. Yeah. I, I think if you can, if you can swing it, um, cause I just would not be interested in an extension that keeps him here three more years. I, I just think it's, Agreed. um, you tried, it didn't work. He had some, you know, he was a good quarterback, but I just think for the investment that you have to make and, you know, even if you restructure, he's going to want what twenty five million. Oh, he's 30? not. Yeah, yeah, he's not 30, taking a thirty two. Yeah. yeah, I mean thirty plus. You know, thirty. Yeah, I mean that's still just a lot of money tied up in with him knowing his strengths and his weaknesses. And so, mm-hmm. I think that would be that's going to be the you know when you go to interview GMs, I have to imagine that's going to be the number one thing on the list, right? Like what are we going to do about Kirk Cousins and how do you, because I, I got to imagine there's what handful of teams that would be in Pittsburgh. Would they be interested if they feel like they're right there? If they, if they're a veteran quarterback away from being, oh, they very well could be legitimate. Um, yep. Obviously yep. Cleveland, if they're ready to get out of there, I mean, there's probably a handful. I, I don't know what it is that, that would be willing to absorb that 30 million, 28 to 30. I've got a million. list chipper Cleveland, Denver, possibly. The Saints, possibly Pittsburgh, yeah. Carolina, and and here's an intriguing one. In fact, this is as as we re- record this on a Thursday, which we call Reckless Speculation Thursday. How about this one? San Francisco, which needs to win yeah. now, and you call them about a trade that that nets you Trey Lance back. Kyle Shanahan, uh, I think Kirk, I think if Kirk would take a slight haircut boy. financially, it would be for Kyle. San Francisco is under huge pressure to win right now. Trey but Lance is, didn't even start. Yeah, but what is it? What is it? I guess it, I, without knowing what San Francisco thinks about Trey Lance, I mean, if they think, you know, in, in three years he's going to be good, then I, I doubt they would do it. But if but they, if Kyle they got him three years, but is Kyle good? But does Kyle have? I, I mean, Kyle, well, I think is going into year five next year. I'm, um, I'm sure that I'm sure the the coach who's on the hot seat would want the sure thing, but the right. the GM would be like, whoa, just, whoa, 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 yeah. No, you out. call. You absolutely. I'm throwing call. out there that you make the call. Yeah. Well, yeah. You call anybody and everybody who you know might be willing to pick up the phone, and so I, I think 
that's the more likely scenario than than extending him, yeah, right? Because, yep. um, I just think it's it, to me, and it's easy for me to say it from my chair. And I'm not the owners, but I just feel like this is your opportunity to really turn the page, and it's not turning on an absolute disaster where oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. It's just turn the page on. They went for it, had some moderate success, didn't get the ultimate payoff that they thought they were going to get. They're in a, uh, I would say, a predicament oh, yeah, financial-wise sure. with, with where their salary cap is and where their roster is. Because I, I feel like yes, their core, I feel like their core is going to get old here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, the Harrison Smith, Kendricks. Yes. I mean, that group, yes. um, what are you going to do about Daniil Hunter? He's going to want a big deal now, and he hasn't well, shown he can do that balloon payment in March, right? Like, he's yeah. Due. So they have to they have to figure that out. It. Yeah, they have to figure that out. So this is, uh, you know, you're going to need a creative GM who has a, you know, a plan to get out of this box that they're in that starts with with the quarterback. You're going to need a GM too who's not invested. So like, because I mean, that, you need a you need a fresh. Start. I mean, because I mean, I know that p- people bought the jerseys and they love these players, but I need an independent party to look at Harrison Smith, to look at Thielen, to look at Kendricks, to look at Paul. Like, there's a lot of players that that because this is this is one league chipper without a shadow of a doubt. You're better cutting your losses a year too soon than two well, years too late. No question. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's a genius at that. They yep. get rid of you. Uh, he, how many times has he made a trade? We're like, why are they trading him? And then, and then they'll bring guys back for cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've you know, they have uh, perfected that that philosophy. So that's you hit on it, Judge. Like, you need somebody. Would you say a fresh perspective, yep. no ties? In so then I, then I go audit. That's but then I go back to yep. if Spielman's there, is he going to have a voice? I'm, oh, I'm with you completely. And yes, you my know, guess is yes, and yes, that's bad. Because you're not going to just kick him upstairs and say, "Here's however much you're going to pay, well, and don't worry about coming to work." You're not going to have. I mean, he's going to have some. I mean, he's going to have some duties, right? I would think the two things that I need, Chip, from my new GM, like the two most important things, are one, I need you to evaluate the roster without bias. That's incredibly mm-hmm. important. And I mean, if Rick's like, but Harrison Smith, I'm like, Rick, this is not your job now. Um, like go talk to Dunkers, go, go, <laughs> go talk to whomever. I don't care. Go mm-hmm. have lunch. And then the, and then the second thing, but the most important, and this is where, this is one area where Rick is just unfortunately fallen woefully short quarterbacks, the evaluation yeah. of quarterbacks, you know, Kirk cousins happened because Rick couldn't find one. And yes, some of those things were bad luck. Some of those things were bad luck. But some of them were the in his he has a general inability to identify the translation of college prospects to the pros. If yeah. Kellen Mond is as bad as people behind the scenes say, then that only solidifies that. Fact. Yeah. So you've got to get a GM who can evaluate the most important position in sports. Yeah, and I'll say this. It would be hypocritical of me to um to criticize them for signing cousins because I, I applauded at time. I said, this is what they need. They're, they're this close. They were cousins had the kind of pedigree. Yep. I think they underestimated his, um, 
his weaknesses along with their deficiencies along the offensive line. And I think the neglect that they showed along the offensive line, they they probably didn't factor enough of like, okay, this guy doesn't ad lib enough. He he needs a better uh, he needs things more uh, cleaner and almost. I don't say perfect because that's you know you never get perfect, but I think they they misjudged that. But mm-hmm. going and signing him was to me the right deal. It just didn't work out. Sometimes you you, you know you go for it. Same thing with Parisi and Suter and at the Wild. I don't fault him for going to do it. it. Just didn't work out the way in the way that they thought it would. Um, and so, but you're correct in in you know the fact that Kellamon used a third round pick on him and. He, he couldn't even get on the field over Sean Mannion. And I know Green Bay is a tough place to put out there, but it's clear Zimmer thinks the kid can't play right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I don't think he's the long-term answer, you know? I mean, you're going to need to find a first-round guy or re-agency, you know? I guess you could try that, bite yeah, of that apple again. Hand- but I mean, find yours, develop him, and it's yeah. basically team control five years, and then you develop. So that's the thing. And look, Rick, I think Rick's two biggest blind spots now, in retrospect, are and they're both huge quarterbacks. Like identifying, because I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Cousins was the right guy at that time, but one, the extension should not have taken place. And two, you had to do that because you couldn't find one. Like, like you tried to trade yeah. for Bradford. Um, the only guy that I I will give him credit for as far as being the unknown is Teddy because his leg blew up. But I think that was Narv's pick, not Rick's pick. And the yeah. Ponder pick is an all-time terrible pick. Um, the other thing where Rick and, – and I didn't catch on for a long time to this, but Rick compensated so much that it was a red flag. Inability to evaluate people. Um, but he used to talk so much about, we've got all these files and we bring in all, all of our people and we find out everything about them. And I didn't realize that was a defense mechanism for his, his inability to read people. And I'll give you, I will give you a a perfect one. Jeff Gladney. Okay. Yeah. First round pick Jeff Gladney reportedly what pulled his girlfriend by her hair while in a car and was indicted. Um, that's not a, a whoopsie thing. Like you're not, you, you weren't a saint until that day. There were things that should have been read in about you. And look, I know that's tough, but you're paid a lot to do that. And so those are the two things that I would want my, you're, you're not playing fantasy football with statistics. So the two things I want from my GM are quarterback evaluation and a staff that can do it. That's tough. And evaluation of people. So you're not drafting players who you're going to be forced to cut as first round picks because whoops, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. And, and because of that, now you're chasing to try to catch up. You're constantly turning over that secondary. I mean, Judd, then you had two misses this year on Breland and McKenzie Alexander. So, Oh, by the way, now you're going to have to rebuild the secondary. again. That's another great example. Yep. That's another yeah. great one. I mean, again, and you're going to have to yep. rebuild the, the defensive line again. And the offensive line, you missed on the center. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with the with the guard, Wyatt Davis. I mean, use a third-round pick on him. And he, they basically said, we got a red shirt you. <laughs> yeah. And we'll might <laughs> you know, not and like, we'll might not play them. Does the guy stink? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I have no clue. It's, it's hard to know. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, with, with Spielman and any GM, 
you could play the verbal volleys where, well, he drafted this guy and he was great. And he, well, this guy and this guy, I mean, er, right. nobody, you know, everybody's going to have successes and failures, but there's just been, you know, I go back to results in the 15 years. He's been in charge of uh, personnel or in the 10 years as a GM, two playoff wins. And one was a miracle, right? Where yeah. the guy just missed it. They so blew it. they blew the game and that, came back and won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's two wins in 10 years. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> what more evidence. And, and so, you know, it's going to be fascinating Monday, you know, um, oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a newsy Monday and I'm, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see what, um, one, if, if they go the route of keeping, kicking Spillman upstairs and, and find a GM, who are they going to lean on? Cause I just don't think you can go to Rick and say, who should we hire? I mean, no. who is their guy? Who is their sounding it, board? Who's it their... might be, it might be the league. It might be p- people in, yeah, I mean, you... I don't know. I don't know. I like just don't who, know who, who in that building. League. Who in that building do you trust? Well, I mean, Rob's a maybe nobody, but do they have cap guy? But he's a cap guy. And the thing is, it's like okay, you say, do they have owner friends? Well, would you trust another owner telling you, hey, you got to take would. this guy? You, yeah, I think they would. I think they would. Know, that would be like you know, oh, you should hire this guy. He's great, and he turns out to be a disaster. You know, it's like, well, he's not our problem anymore. Fran, you know? Fran Foley, they hired yeah, Fran Foley, yeah. and you're right, that was a complete disaster. So, yeah, I, I'm curious to see kind of who they lean, turn to, to help sort through, you know, the right, the right uh, people to be talking to. They should call you. <laughs> I'm not an expert on that. I'll, 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 oh, you could uh, make some, you could be like, here's yeah. what you really need, a case of yeah. Furious. Ziggy <laughs> Mark, right. let me talk to you. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Surly we'll furious. get some beers. We'll talk this out. <laughs> Let, let's do this right. Let's pour, let's do some good pours. <laughs> All right, Chipper, thanks much, and uh, talk to you soon. And I guess the next time that we talk, we will probably be talking about some changes. We just don't know which ones. Big changes. Thanks, brother. Talk to you. Bye.